1: Oh, and, and if you saw me a little bit earlier with the goofy-looking uh, hat, uh, you will know already that what I'm about to say is true. And I want to admit it to you. I readily admit it to you. I uh, confess even happily to you. It should come to, as no surprise to anyone who knows me well and, and watches perhaps online and just hears some of my overall persona, I am. I like science fiction, okay? I admit it. I like science fiction. And so uh, I, there are some other people out there who like science fiction. Good for you. I know that my service leader is a big fan, and, uh, and some others. I know, man, my drummer is a huge fan. That guy, man, he, let me tell you what, he knows. Uh, I, I do. I like science fiction. I mean, uh, it can be from Battlestar Galactica to Stargate to Star Wars to Star Trek basically anything with a star in it, okay? <laughs> I'm pretty much into, as long as it has a star in its name, and, uh, and, 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 and hopefully a, a number of you uh, have seen various science fiction. If you're not a fan, you at least know what I'm about to say is true, because in a lot of episodes, George, I know you're a fan of uh, sci-fi, uh, Brian, some others, yeah. In, in science fiction, sometimes eventually, if if you if if there's enough episodes, eventually you're going to cross an episode that has in it time travel, right? I mean, it's just come on, it is one of the things that we see in science fiction. If you watch long enough, you're going to see an episode or a few episodes about time travel, time travel. You know, it's a, there's a reason why science fiction writers put time travel in. Uh, in, in the, the scripts. Why? Because there's something intriguing about it. There's something that's that, that just kind of makes us think. It's a it's a thinking kind of a device. And even if you're not into science fiction whatsoever, the time travel. I mean, you know, Einstein was thinking a lot about time travel. And uh, maybe, yeah, he probably was into science fiction. But you, you know what I'm saying, though? I mean, uh, it's such a fun idea to think about time travel, time travel, Going in the past, going in the future, time travel. I mean, what if you were a time traveler? What if you were a time traveler? What would you do if you were a time traveler? You know, it's interesting. Think about that. Think about that. Now, some of you who are probably, you know, uh, maybe a believer, but at level two might say, I'd get the lottery numbers. Okay, okay, of course we'd all get the lottery numbers, of course, obviously, (laughs) right, we wanna, why, of course, because you want to make a large gift to Bethalel, I know you, that's the reason. I totally know. That's the reason why you want to get those lottery numbers is so that you can just really bless the lord and uh, and and Bethalel. Of course, I, I know that. I know there's no selfish motive whatsoever about that, but but beyond that, I mean, you know, beyond that rigor, regular... okay, what time travel? It's interesting to to think about and conceptualize. Well, I'd present to you today that actually you are a time traveler because at any moment we are literally traveling through time now it's not back and forth like in science fiction science fiction you go back and forth past present and all and but it's true to say that we are uh, we are all we all were in the reality that was yesterday all of us here all of us watching or listening all of us here were in the reality that was yesterday. And I assume that all of you are here today. <laughs> okay, good. You caught that. I was just making sure. You're with me. Uh, and, and most of us, please God, will be in the reality that will be tomorrow. Okay, so so all of us really are time travelers. We are traveling. Through time, the question really becomes what will you do? What will you do with this time travel that you're in? Just like I asked for you to think of what you would do if you were a time traveler, I ask what you would do now, knowing that in time, you will be in what is now the future. Okay. Now, first, I want to acknowledge, of course, that yes, yesterday is gone. And you, you know this, but this is something interesting to consider also, something that I was just kind of curious, and so I started looking into it. And the word yesterday is found in the scriptures, Old and New Covenants, a total of 10 times the word yesterday, which is interesting. That's actually a lot less than I thought it would be, 10 times in the whole Bible, the word yesterday. Today, the word today is found 214 Tomorrow, 55. It's interesting, isn't it? Uh, to me, that even that in and of itself was instructive to me. So it's clear that God is much more focused on now. He's much more focused on now, today, than yesterday or even tomorrow. That having been said, there is a purpose for time travel.) <laughs> This is not, okay, Rabbi, are you feeling okay today? Uh, (laughs) There is a purpose for time travel. First, let's talk about time travel to the past. What's the purpose of time travel to the past? We're going to really look at this from a number of different angles. Why? Because I think it all relates to today. It all relates to right now for each of us. Psalm chapter 105, please, 105. The purpose of time traveling to the past Tick, the clock is going backwards. That's right. <laughs> My dad used to do that sometimes when he preached, when he, sh- when he revealed the clock motif. Tick, tick, tick. Some young people don't know what that even means. <laughs> the ticking of a clock. It's like, what does that mean? I don't know. Psalm 105, verse 2, and then we'll move to a different verse. Verse 2 says, Sing to him, sing praises to him, tell about all his wonders. Then verse 5. Remember his wonders that he has done, his miracles and the judgments of his mouth. Remember, remember, it says in verse five, remember his wonders that he has done. Ah, see, we should sometimes travel to the past. Sometimes we should all be time travelers and travel to the past. Why? To remember what God has done for us in the past. Has God done anything for any of you? If so, say amen. amen. Okay, good. God is, and you too, I know, watching from uh, home. Okay, God has done great and mighty things for us. And He tells us here in Psalm chapter 105 to remember. In fact, very, very frequently, if you examine the scriptures, God tells our people to remember all the time, right? In the scriptures, we read about this. God is telling our people, Leo, remember, remember what I did for you. Remember how I took you out of Egypt with my mighty right hand. Remember the great things I did for you. He says this all the time. Now, when you are remembering, you are essentially going back and remembering, reliving the past. You're thinking about the past okay, in time here. And here we read that we are to remember the wonders that God has done. So we need to time travel to the past so that when we are in whatever situation that we are in now, we recall how God did his wonders for us in the past, which will guide our steps in the present. You see, this is God doesn't tell us to remember the past just, just, uh, just because and so to waste time and watching a rerun on TV that we've already seen 25 times. No, 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 no. That's not the reason that we're supposed to remember the past. We're supposed to remember the past. Why? Because it should influence our present. When we remember the things that he did for us in the past, we should have greater confidence in what he will do for us now. You see, and that builds trust. That builds confidence. That builds your spiritual walk when we remember what He did for us in the past. This is one of the important reasons why we read the Word of God. Why? Because in doing so, when we read the Word of God, we we learn about how God moved previously to help us understand what He will do for us today. You see, this is You know, some people who are not spiritual just merely call this a history book, and that's maybe being generous. Some some would call it, oh, a mythical history book or, you know, baloney like that. Okay. We know this is, yes, it's history book, but it's much more than that. To say it's a history book really understates what it is. Why? Because as we review all the things that God has done, it reveals the nature of God right? As we remember the things that happened in the past. And that should affect our present. That should affect our right now. Our right now. That should affect it in a a great way. Amen? Amen. Ezekiel chapter 20. But we also travel to the past to remember other things. (laughs) It's interesting. We got to look at the whole counsel of the Word of God, right? The Lord spoke to Ezekiel. And promise the return of the Jewish people to the land of Israel. That's a great thing. It's a huge celebration point. God said, one day, my children, I'm going to bring you back to your own land, the land of Israel. Oh, which is just so wonderful. We have the blue and white flag that, that, is, that is unfurled here. And, uh, and it's just so beautiful. God indeed has done this and is doing this even more and more. It's a, it's a big thing. But we have to remember, though, that we were cast out, we were taken captive, cast out of our own land one day because of our sin. See, that is the reason that we did not get to stay in the land the whole time. Why did God have to bring us back? The only reason God had to bring us back is because we were pushed out of our own land. And and one of the reasons we were pushed out, main reason, the reason, is because of our sin. But yet God said one day, but the point in Ezekiel is that yes, one day he will bring us back, but he tells us that something that we should do when he does bring us back. Okay, so you, you, you got the, pe- the picture painted, right? Okay, we were there in the land, we sinned and did a whole bunch of bad stuff, so God gave us the boot, we were kicked out of the land, and then we were in the diaspora, but God said one day I'm going to bring you back to your land But when I bring you back to your land, I want you to do something, verse 41 of chapter 20 of Ezekiel. It says, with your sweet aroma, I will accept you when I bring you out from the peoples and gather you from the countries where you have been scattered. Oh, wow, that's beautiful. I will be sanctified in you in the sight of the nations. You will know that I am Adonai when I bring you into the land of Israel. Into the country where I lifted up my hand to give it to your fathers, wow, I pause there, and I say, "Great, wow, first of all, there's no greater sign that the God of the Bible is God than the nation of Israel. Because Do I mean, you just read those verses thousands of years ago written that what would happen is exactly what's happened? And it's like, in our lifetimes, basically, Israel coming about again? It's unbelievable. Okay, but then he continues, verse 43. And so he says all these sweet, lovey, uh, you know, lovey-dovey kind of thing. <laughs> then he says this, ooh, verse 43. There, once you're back, you will remember your ways and all your deeds by which you defiled yourselves. You will loathe yourselves for all your evil that you have done. Then you will know that I am Adonai when I deal with you for my name's sake and not according to your evil ways and your corrupt deeds, house of Israel. It is a declaration of Adonai. <laughs> wow, that's 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 both such a sweet passage of God's love, eternal love for, for his people, Israel and the Jewish people. Oh, I just love you and I'm going to bring you back and I mean, you're going to get back in your land. I promised it to your forefathers and yes, I'm going to bring you back from all the nations of the earth and I just love you. And you're like, oh, yes, yes. And then he said, and when you get back, yeah, you're going to remember all that stuff that you did to get you kicked out in the first place Then you're going to loathe yourself and say, what did I do that stuff for? He said, but then you will know that I'm dealing with you according to my mercy and not because 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 of your deeds. Oh man, that's deep. Oh, that's so powerful, my friends. God is telling us, yes, He will receive us unto Him. You see, this has implication for us today. His kindness and His mercy is great, but tells us that we'll remember these these evil deeds. We'll be disgusted by them. That, That applies to us in our own lives for what we've done. But we will be thankful. We should be thankful that God dealt with us not according to those evil deeds. See, that's a very important time travel into the past. Very important time travel into the past. For, yes, for the children of Israel, but for us in our own lives. Because all of us have sinned at one time or another. Anybody who hasn't sinned in their life, wave your hand at me. Nobody's waving your hand. Nobody's waving. You watching on the internet, I saw you waving your hand. That's not nice. God sees you. <laughs> okay. God is saying that it's sometimes useful to remember what we did not so that we can dwell on it and allow the devil to, to lord it over us because sometimes people do that. You know, they constantly think about their old sins that God has forgiven them for and, and, and they just, oh, they, they feel condemned by it. No, 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 not, not for this purpose. No, but so that we can be grateful and appreciative of God's forgiveness, grace, and mercy. Very real implications for us today. If we feel... Mm. If we feel the weight of what we did, it will allow us to see the enormity of God's forgiveness, while at the same time, motivate us not to sin again. Wow. You you see the purpose of time traveling, even to some things that are not as pleasant for us to remember. And to think about, not for the sake of condemnation. God is not a God of condemnation. And he's forgiven and he's forgotten. But he knows that we have memories. And he's saying, when you think back about that, remember my great mercy, essentially is what he's saying. And so we, we all should remember. We should time travel and say, oh, oh boy, I really miss it. God, you're so generous and merciful and kind. I love you. You see that? That also will allow you to remain humble. You know, not to think, hey, I'm all that. Hello, I'm pretty holy. Watch this. Ooh, the blue (laughs) kind of reminds me of water. I'm walking on the water. Yes, I guess I'm just that holy. (laughs) No, no, friends. It's the grace and mercy of Almighty God. Thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness for me. I'm flawed. I mess up all too frequently you are good to me. Your son, Yeshua the Messiah, shed his blood for my sins. You see, that's something to remember. That's why we look back in, in, in that way as well. It's interesting because as you look at it, there's a reason for messages in Scripture, even when they sometimes seem contradictory, uh, if you really look if you examine always within the context of scriptures, whenever you have scriptures that seem to contradict th- there are there are reasons why they're in there and i want to go directly to one isaiah chapter forty three isaiah forty three just a little bit beyond where we were before uh, isaiah forty three it's, it's so interesting to recount what God says also, though, about remember, because he, he's constantly saying remember the past, but yet in Isaiah 43, he says something different. Why is this? Let's talk about this. We're, we're kind of digging a little bit deep here today into some of these, the word of God. Isaiah 43 verse 18 says this, do not remember former things, nor consider the things of the past. Here I am doing a new thing. Now it is springing up. Do you not know about it? I will surely make a way in the desert and rivers in the wasteland. Wow. See, in God's restoration of Israel, He's telling us not to consider the things of the past. Now how is that jive with the other that, how has that jive with the other scriptures? that we just read, well, we'll see this as a very consistent theme. You know, uh, in science fiction, if you are into sci-fi at all, you know this, because you've seen all the episodes, you've seen the Star Treks, you know how it works, is that when they go in the past, they always know that they can never stay in the past they always have to come back to their right time. Why? It would mess things up. You know, the, they talk about the, uh, the, the space-time continuum and, and the fact that the alternate realities and, oh, we have to go back to our time. We don't want to mess things up. and we got to go. They always have to go back to their regular time. They don't stay in the past, or if they do, it really messes things up badly. Similarly, Although we should visit the past with a purpose, we should not live in the past or try to live solely based on the past. Why? Because God is doing a new thing. He's doing a new thing now. Now he's doing a new thing. Now in the present, it's new. Do you not see it, my friends? You have to live in the present to see what God has for you today. It may not be like what he had for you yesterday. It might be different. That's why we can't live in the past, constantly dwell on the past, be condemned by the past, or think that God always works the identical way that he did in the past. See, God is doing a new thing. You know, friends, I believe God is doing a new thing here at Beth We've had, listen, all credit and glory to, to, the, to the God above, the Lord of hosts. In met, within the, the stream of Messianic Judaism, we've had success at Beth Oh, but you know what? God is doing a new thing. I'm not relying on yesterday's manna. I, I'm giving thanks. I'm remembering the stories. I'm remembering about how how this building was built with 35 families, and, and 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 how God built the very first community center. This is the first Messianic synagogue that was built by an independent Messianic congregation in the world that you're sitting in. This is on the historic. In fact, it is probably the number one historic Messianic building that currently exists. Is this building that you're in right now? It's historic it's wonderful. I remember that. Why do I remember that? Because I think back and I remember how God did miracles to get us where we are today. And I can think about some of the miracles. I could list them off to you, man, trust me, of, of how he gave us this and how he built this. But, but you know what? God may be doing things in a different way. Okay. That's okay. He's doing a new thing. That's okay. You got to be open to the new things that God does while remembering that which he did before. Someone say amen. Very, very interesting. In the present, Luke chapter 14. Please, Luke 14. Now, see, and I love how those things kind of fit together. So interesting. Now, just like we talked about the past, at the same time, sometimes we need to time travel into the future. Time travel into the future. What? What? I love this portion in Luke chapter 14. I think it's, it's so instructive. It could just as well, Yeshua is speaking here, but it could just as well be in the Proverbs uh, because to me, it's one of those life lessons that if you look at it, you go, ooh, okay, yeah, that's pretty deep and so many people don't do this. So many people don't do this. Yeshua is speaking here and, uh, and, and he says this, verse 28 of Luke 14. For which of you wanting to build a tower okay, some kind of a builder, doesn't first sit down and figure out the cost to see if he has enough to finish it. Otherwise, when he's laid a foundation and isn't able to finish everything, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, this man began to build and wasn't able to finish. Yeah, see, very practical wisdom right there. As a side note, if you're a business owner, Listen to the wisdom of Moshiach. Now, what's the point here in terms of time travel? Well, we have to look ahead and consider tomorrow. We have to consider tomorrow. Are you going to be able to finish building if you're gonna if you're gonna put the put the bricks down in the ground? You gotta think ahead. You gotta plan a little bit here. Are you gonna be able to finish? Some people completely ignore tomorrow and they think that they're really spiritual. Well, <laughs> I don't care anything about tomorrow. Are, do you have any any plans at all? Are you thinking at all? Are you saving any money for for a rainy day fund or retirement or anything? I'm just I'm just thinking about today. The Lord will take care of me tomorrow. Okay, well He'll take care of you. It might be in the homeless shelter though. <laughs> you know, friends, come on, somebody, don't go hyper spiritual on me. You have to time travel to tomorrow if the Lord gives you a vision for the future. Oftentimes, you have to take action on it now to make it happen. You've got to take action on it now to make it happen. If God gives you a vision for the future. Okay. Uh, you, know, you know the old saying. What the old saying is, what's the best time to build? I'm sorry. What's the best time to plant a tree? The answer is 20 years ago. What's the second best time to plant a tree? Now. 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 We've got to plant that tree now. And, and that really relates to, to Galatians chapter 6, if you'd like to turn to it. Because if you want to reap a great harvest, there's something that you need to do now. This, this just makes some straight biblical sense and practical sense too. If you want to reap a harvest, you got to do something first. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 It says this, do not be deceived, Rabbi Shaul, Paul the Shaliach says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, that he also shall reap. Think about that. If you you want to harvest some corn, you can't just say, oh, Lord, I believe in a harvest of corn. Bring the harvest of corn. Well, God will probably say, okay, well, you probably need to plant some corn. <laughs> right? You know, and, and you, you got to be thinking about tomorrow if you're going to be planting that, that, that seed of corn. And you know what? Tomorrow, that corn isn't going to be ready either. And by the way, you got to do a lot of work. In the meantime, if you want that harvest of corn, you're going to have to weed, you're going to have to fertilize, you're going to have to water, you're going to have to make sure it gets the right sunlight, et cetera, et cetera. If you time travel into the future and see yourself as more of a person of prayer, well, you need to start sowing that now. If you see yourself with that college degree, you need to start planting that now. If you see yourself as having conquered that bad habit in the future, well, you need to start sowing now, working on it. If you want to see yourself out of debt, guess what? You got to start sowing now. You got to start working on this. You understand? You want to retire at some point, so <laughs> you understand whatever it is. You see how this works? Time travel into the future and ask the Lord to give you insight. Then determine the steps that you need to make to get there, and start. Okay, whatever the steps. Okay, so uh, so as as we look here, and if there are. 25 steps that we need to go through to get to the point where, where God has, has given us vision for, well, you you, you got to start going down the steps. You understand? But you have to time travel to the future to know what steps you're supposed to take right now. Doesn't that just make sense? Unless you're really thinking about what God has called you to in the future in whatever way, a practical sense, a spiritual sense, whatever it is that, that's in your future, you've you got to time travel because if you just go around just not paying attention to life, you know, you're going to fall off the cliff. You're not going to, what are you going to accomplish? you got to look, Lord, what are you calling me to? Okay, I see that's the goal. I'm not there now. I'm not even close to there now. Well, I've got these seven steps i got to take before I get there. Well, you know what? Let me start with step one. That's what we have to do. You see, time traveling in the future affects our today. You get that? It doesn't matter how old you are either. It doesn't matter if you're 85 years old. It doesn't make the least bit of difference. Proverbs 27. But you know, (laughs) interestingly, just like the past, when you time travel into the future, and I just love this, Similarly, you know, you've you've studied and watched the science fiction. George knows he's tell he, he's seen plenty of uh, sci-fi. Right when they go into the future, they always got to come back into the present. Same thing. You can't live in the future either. You can't live in the future. Nope. Yet, because we never know how. Sometimes God might change plans. He might change our plans. You know, sometimes God gives us only part of the picture. So, so, so like I was saying, right, you know, so sometimes you, you might say, okay, well, I think I'll need to be, I think I need to be there. I think I need to be there. And so I'm going to start taking steps, but God has only given you part of this revelation. You go here and then right about when you're here, God says, okay, glory, I'm glad you made it this far. Now I want you to go here. Okay. oop, Okay. Now that's something different, right? But you wouldn't have been here to, to take this fork in the road here instead of here, unless you had left from here. I hope that makes sense. And I hope I was still in the camera shot. Sorry about that. Downstairs, they're like, oh, you out of the camera shot. What do we do? Okay. In any case, Proverbs 27, verse 1 says this. Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. It's interesting. We see this. It, it seems conflicting, but it's not, my friends. It's saying, listen, China, don't think you're going to put your plans all in complete ink and you know everything is going to happen tomorrow. Because you do not, sir, ma'am. How many of you really considered a pandemic before 2020? Eh, not me. <laughs> yeah, some of us have maybe heard of a pandemic and stuff like that. And, but, but I'm talking about really considered. Wow, boy, we got to... The pandemic, man, that just... Who, who knew? Who had plans for 2020 that got affected by the pandemic? Every one of us, all of us had some kind of plans that got affected by the pandemic. We had our plans, but, but yet there were interruptions to the plans. No, no, no. Don't boast about tomorrow. You don't know what a day may bring. Proverbs 27 says, James chapter 4 says this. James chapter 4, if you'd like to turn with me. Very, very powerful and insightful scripture. We have to understand the fullness of the word of God, right? Godfrey, what it says. Godfrey's a, a planner. This guy, he's looking to, he's got projects going on that are real cool stuff. But sometimes they take detours, don't they, Godfrey? Sometimes it's get detours when we don't expect it. And we got to go with the flow. Why? Because James chapter 4, verse 13 says, Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will go and to such and such a town and spend a year there and engage in business and make a profit. Yet yeah, you don't know what your life will be like tomorrow. What is your life? For you are a vapor that appears for a little while and vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we will live and also do this or that. That's such a great word, isn't it? If the Lord wills, you see, the kid. This is the key. Lord willing, Lord willing, Lord willing. Man, I don't know. I don't know exactly what tomorrow brings, Heather. Right? But Lord willing, Lord willing. This is what I'm doing. There's a there's a humility that's driven into that. As you look at tomorrow, or even today, for that matter, do so with a great deal of humility. We don't know what tomorrow brings. See, don't be overconfident. It's one of the things that God is really implying to us here. Don't be overconfident. Well, my stock portfolio is pretty (laughs) fantastic. I don't know if you know, Rabbi, the stock market's been going up and up the last two years. Yeah, I've noticed that. I've noticed. Watch out. You just never know. It goes down. Listen, it goes up and down. Life takes up and down. We just don't know. We're not promised our next breath. One of our dear members, Greg, says, uh, you know, every time I say, how you doing, Greg? He says, I thank the Lord for the air that I breathe. That's, that's, that's his common answer that he'll respond to you with. And it's like, well, that's not the typical answer you get from people. Usually the answer is fine. How you doing? Fine. Oh, doing good. Doing good. He, he says, I, I thank the Lord for the air that I breathe. Oh, okay. Well, he's, he's, he's got things in different perspective maybe than some of us, right? Very, very, don't be overconfident. If the Lord wills, this is what I'm going to do. Or this is where I'm going, or this is what I will do, right? There's a humility built into this that acknowledges that at the end of the day, God is in control. Even your very present is in his hands. Yeshua himself, of course, in Matthew chapter six says not to worry about tomorrow. The problem with traveling to the future is that it can cause great worry to the present if you're not careful, my friends, don't worry about the future. Because remember, it's about God and seeking to follow his path for you. That's what it is. That's why we, that's what we should be doing. That's why we can't worry already. So many people are worriers. They worry about tomorrow. Oh, well, I don't know what's going to happen. Oh, my, my spleen is hurting. My spleen hurts really bad, rabbi. Oh boy, yeah, your 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 spleen hurts. Yes, my spleen. Oh, my spleen. But your spleen's over here. Oh, oh yeah, there too. Yes, there. It must be. <laughs> I don't know if you've had a lot of spleen pain in your life. No, Terry. No. I, I honestly don't know where the spleen is. So please don't. I'm not a medical I, the disclaimer. Please, if you have pain in any, if you have pain anywhere, go to your doctor. Okay, it's a <laughs> spleen. Oh, boy. Uh, and in, in any case, you, you, you get my point. We, we don't know what exactly tomorrow is going to hold. We got to not worry about it, though. We don't have to worry. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't be looking and time traveling some wine because God gives us vision and we got to take steps. But recognize that it's not something that we should occupy and, and, and make us anxious. Oh, is the, is the, is the COVID going to go up again? Am I going to get COVID tomorrow? No, you, you can't fear this. You understand, we're not promised tomorrow. I, I'm not discounting that. But, but neither should we be fearful. Hebrews chapter 3. See, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, pun intended, we have to focus on today. We have to focus on today. That's really what we have to focus on is today. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12 says this. Take care, brothers and sisters, that none of you has an evil heart of unbelief that falls away from the living God. But encourage one another day by day, as long as it is called today, so that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. That's a powerful charge right there, my friends. Encourage each other Yom, yom, as we read in the scriptures, day by day, as long as it is called today. Woo Boy, there needs to be an undying focus on today. Because again, time travelers, yes, even time travelers, we know from all the shows, they rightly end back up in the present. See, there needs to be this focus. Again, it says in chapter 4, verse 7, it says, God appoints a certain day today to do what needs to be done. That's the day he appoints. The day is called today. That's the day. We read about that. But you must do something with today. You must do something with today. You can't ignore it. You actually have to get to work to do whatever it is you need to do today. That's what we have. All of us are not promised tomorrow. Yesterday is gone. We, are, we have today. That's what we have. So if you see, if we put this all together, it's so interesting. It should really shape our lives. We have to look to the future to see what we must do to make it happen now. Don't ignore the future. Stop. Think about the future, plan for it, and now take action to make it happen. But while you do that, you have to look at the past to encourage you how God will provide for you as he did before to keep you guarded against doing bad things that you did before. All the while at the end of the day, recognizing that all you have is today. That is the focus. Don't put off till tomorrow, as the expression goes, that what you can do today. And whatever you have today, whatever you have, all that you have today, remember to hold on to it with an open palm. Let's conclude with Psalm chapter (laughs) 8. Because I couldn't end this message, Eliana, without one other passage that people like me have to recall. (laughs) And the passage is this. Psalm chapter 8, verse 4 says this. When I consider your heavens, the psalmist says to God, when I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you established, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him? Yet you made him a little lower than the angels and crowned him with glory and majesty. See, my friends, wow, God cares for you. He really, sincerely cares for you. Science fiction can't touch the reality that the creator of the stars cares for you and your journey. The title of my message is Time Traveler. (laughs) let's bow our heads. (laughs) Thank you, Lord. I want to ask first, is there anybody here who's never said a prayer to receive Yeshua into your heart? If you've never given your life to God, how about today? If that's you and you've never said a prayer to receive Yeshua into your heart, wherever you are, lift your hand and we'll pray together. If you've never given your life to God, but you'd like to, just raise your hand if that's you. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If you're watching online and you've never said a prayer to receive Yeshua into your heart, repeat this simple prayer after me and God will change you on the inside. Say, dear God, I humble myself before you and I ask Yeshua into my heart. I believe he's risen again sitting at your right hand. Please forgive me of my sins. I'm sorry. I'll live the rest of my days for you in Yeshua's name. If you said that prayer for the first time, please send us a an email or a note. We had somebody very recently send us an email and say, yes, I've said the prayer to receive Yeshua while watching your service online. Baruch Hashem. It's the best decision you ever made. If you said that decision for the first time, made that decision, please send us an email. We want to celebrate with you. For all the rest of us who are here and watching and listening online or on the podcast, I want to invite you to consider time traveling a little not for the purpose of residing there but for different purposes To maybe there's something in your past that you haven't considered as much maybe you've been discouraged maybe you've been depressed maybe the Lord would have you remember remember all the great wondrous things that he's done for you oh God has done so many wonderful things Perhaps he wants you to remember those so that you trust in him more. Oh, Lord, you've done for me in the past. You'll do for me again. It's the same thing that we really remember during the Passover, Seder. Remember? God says, remember. He has us recreate a whole bunch of things. Why? To to time travel us back to that time. Maybe he wants you to remember even some of the things that you did that you shouldn't have done. Why? For the purpose of being condemned by them or dwelling on them? No, no, not at all. Why? For the purpose of seeing God's eternal and great mercy. Why? Because maybe you've done some things now that you shouldn't have done. Oh, God is willing to forgive you. Turn to him. Stop doing what you shouldn't be doing. Turn to him. His love and mercy endures forever. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Or maybe you need to travel into the future because you've been just going, moving along about in life on cruise control. (laughs) And maybe you you have some kind of future thoughts or goals, but you've just been languishing. You've been maybe complacent. You haven't been doing what you need to be doing. Maybe some of you watching online or listening or are are in that boat, and maybe you've just come a little too comfortable in the lazy boy. So to speak, in your life, whatever it is that God is is calling you to, I'm not talking about necessarily spiritual, like uh, like to, to become a, a a rabbi or some kind of a worldwide teacher or something like this. That's not. I'm talking about the practical things that God has for you in your life, things like knowing the Scripture. How how, how about how about would you would you like to 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 have read certain books of the Bible? Okay whatever it is read the Bible for that matter well to read the Bible you got to start with verse one you got to start with verse one you know but but if you don't ever make the decision to take that first step you'll never go anywhere you got to look to the future what kind of person do you want to be like did do you want to that bad habit that you have do you want to keep that do you still want to be that that person with the attitude or the argumentative person or the or the, the person who's not nice to the insensitive part of you. Or do you, do you want that? Do you want that still? No, I don't want that. I don't want to be that kind of person. Well, okay, well, then you got to take steps now. But you got to look to, to what you're called to be so that you can make the changes you need to make now. you got to start sowing. you got to start sowing the good fruits of the Spirit if you want to have them blossom and, and produce fruit. That just makes sense. If you want self-control, right? It's one of the fruits of spirit. You gotta plant self-control. You gotta start working on it. You gotta take first steps on it. Whatever it is in your life that you need to, to tweak, you gotta look for what kind of person is God calling me to be? Well, you need to start taking steps towards that today. Today. See, it affects today when you time travel into the future. Thank you, Lord, for helping us in that way. And Lord, I know also there may be some of you who are just not focused on right now. Maybe you have your head in the clouds. Maybe you're just always looking at, you know, oh, down the road, I'm gonna do this. Down the road, I'm gonna do that. No, no, no. Now, now, now. Now, nope. Don't live in the past either. Oh, woe is me. I was a bad person. I did this. I messed up here. Oh, I made this life decision. I married the wrong person. Give me a break. Past, past. What you have is right now. Don't let the adversary steal your today regardless of mistakes you made in the past. Thank you, Lord, for this. Thank you, God. This is, this is a, <laughs> it's funny. I had this kind of goofy idea for a message about time travel. And the more I started working on it, Lord, I, it was just, wow, this is really important. <laughs> this is quite deep, this, how you work these things together. Thank you, Lord, for this. Thank you for teaching me Thank you for showing me and all of us, God, the truth and what our perspective should be. Thank you, Lord, for all these things. We love you and we give you great praise. V'shem Yeshua. Amen and amen. Go (laughs) (laughs) graves.
0: Thank you for listening to this week's message from Rabbi Kevin. Please like, subscribe, and share this link with a friend. We would be grateful to receive your tax-deductible gift to further the good news of Messiah Yeshua. To make a contribution, please click on the PayPal link in the description. Also, to view our regular services, click the link in the description for our YouTube channel. If you would like more information about Yeshua the Messiah or how you can become part of our bethel family, please visit our website at www.bethhallel.org. That's B-E-T-H-H-A-L-L-E-L.org. Or call 770-641-3000. If you are in the metro Atlanta area, please visit us for an Arab Shabbat service, Friday nights at 8 o'clock, or Shabbat services Saturday mornings at 11. God bless and shalom.